This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And I got another really good episode for you today. I've got with me John Huxtable from Bathroom Buddy Remodeling. And first off, John, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate you having me. So I'm going to give them a little bit of backstory, John, and then and then we'll get into it. So um, I first met John and his brother, Alex, at our Accelerate Live 2018 event. And I remember they did a, a video testimonial, and I remember seeing it after, after the fact, and really being struck by what these two young brothers were saying about about their experience at the event. Basically, they were kind of overwhelmed. And I don't know, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. So that was February of 2018. February of 2019, they came back to Accelerate and Accelerate Live. And I remember seeing them in the lobby the day before the event. I was blown away by what they had done between the two events. And so I said to, I said to John, I said, dude, you got to come on. I've got to get you on, on the podcast and talk to you and, and really dig deep into this. So that's just a little bit of background on what we're going to talk about today, kind of some of the, what they've done in their business and what they did over the course of a year. Now, we've been trying to put this together, so it's June when we're doing this, so it's March, April, May, June, four months it, it's taken me to put this thing together with, with John, but John's a, John's a busy guy, and as you'll hear in just a minute. So, all right, so before we jump in, everybody listening, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com thewealthycontractor.com. There's a bunch of resources there for you. Go put your name and information in there so you could be on, on our distribution list so that you'll get all kinds of, you know, we do, not only do we do the podcast, we do monthly webinar trainings, there's newsletters, there's a bunch of stuff, and most of it all is free. So, all right. So, John, let's start with kind of your background and your story and then we'll kind of talk about where you are today, and then we'll talk about kind of the in-between, what happened between February 2018 and February 2019. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Okay, so I have a, I have a bit of a, of a unique background. I've listened to each and every one of your podcasts, and uh, my experience is a little bit unique in the sense that I didn't start off in the home improvement or the home service industry. In fact, my father's a master plumber. He spent... Um, I spent a lot of time working with him part-time when I was finishing up college back in the early 90s. So my story goes like this. In the early uh, 2000s, I started a, a sales and marketing company, and I did predominantly TV production here in the Long Island marketplace. Where we'd go out and solicit small businesses and create a commercial for them and put them on the local news networks. Okay? 
So that went on from about 2003 to about 2007. The housing bubble came and it blew everybody up. So that business was uh, went from an extremely successful, lucrative business to almost out of business overnight because small businesses just didn't have the finances to put into TV advertising. So I shifted gears into some other things for the better of three or four years. And in 2012, I decided because the economy, according to the according to the economist, was improving. So in 2012, I decided that I'm going to resurrect the TV business. So I went out and I started soliciting some small business owners, and I happened to bump into a contractor. Okay, I mean this is the true story. It's a, it's a little bit funny in a sense. So I meet this uh, contractor, and he's literally screaming from the from the treetops how much money he's going to make that year, how successful he is, this, that, and the other thing, and. I, Left that appointment, called my partner at the time, which was not my brother at that point, and said to him, we're going to start a home improvement business. <laughs> he thought I was absolutely crazy. He said, we're going to start a home improvement business. I'm not even sure I know what a hammer is. I said, listen, I just met a guy. He's a complete sales and marketing company, knows nothing about home improvements, has never picked up a screwdriver or a hammer in his life. And uh, he's going to do $10 million this year, according to him. So that is a true story. So within three to four months, I had a license here in the Suffolk County marketplace and I started soliciting home improvements. I literally started off as the first salesperson, took some of my previous telemarketers um, and put them on now calling homes here in the Long Island marketplace to set up appointments for me. And I went onto the computer. I downloaded um, every home improvement construction term you can think of. So I was able to educate myself with YouTube, watching videos about how you do certain things. And that's how I got started in the business. So this is 2012. So we can fast forward a little bit. 2013, 14, 15 stayed with home improvements along with buying and flipping some properties. So in 2015, 14, I brought my younger brother aboard um, and he started off as uh, a door-to-door solicitor. At that point, he grew into becoming a salesperson. My former company was Allstate Home Improvement. So we did that. We were doing okay, but we just never really broke through. I wasn't a $10 million business the way I thought it would be. And what I come to realize is that we just really had no clue what we were doing. I knew I could sell. I've always been a very successful salesperson. No matter what opportunity I was given, I was always able to sell, but I struggled to grow the business. So 2016 or 17, I get my years mixed up a little bit. I had another partner. My brother was working for us as a salesperson at that point. He came to me and said, I want to partner up. So I broke off with my uh, original partner, Alex and I partnered up. Now, bear in mind, my brother's 23, uh, 22 years younger than me. So it led for a pretty good dynamic because I had a lot more experience, but he also grew up in the digital age. So let me cut to the chase here. Long story short, we were running Allstate Home Improvement, where we were a full service general contractor. We subcontracted everything. So if somebody bought a roof, I had a roofing sub. If somebody bought a siding and so on and so forth, kitchens, baths, we did it all. So in 2017, we came out to Accelerate Live. We sat through probably the first four to five hours. And I have to tell you, and this is not to make anybody afraid of what happened at Accelerate Live, but I literally felt like I was having a panic attack because I'm listening to you, know, you Brian, and all the advice and all the, all the uh, professional guests that you have talk about the business. My brother and I kept looking at each other going, wow, we're really not doing anything right. We had no... Uh, real business plan to speak of. You know, both of us were great salesmen. We can go out and sell deals. But the biggest issue we had is we, we didn't know how to scale the business. So the first thing we realized, we needed to strip down all of our services to go out 
and find salespeople and teach them every aspect of the home, a roof, a siding, a finished basement, a, a bathroom, put a patio in for somebody is really, really difficult to do. So by the second day at Accelerate Live in 2017, 2018, 18, we, yeah. 18 okay, we yeah. decided we're just going to do bathrooms. Why? We felt up here in the Northeast, we get obviously some frigid times of the year and it's hard to get out there and do a roof, do siding and do windows. And bathrooms, even as a general contractor, was always something that we did pretty good at. So Alec, you know, who's a, who's a super intelligent kid, came to me and said, listen, um, this is this is four hours into Accelerate Live day one, Brian. This wasn't a month, two or three. This was four hours into it. And I'm kind of like a serial entrepreneur. So I had no problem. I'm used to my career switching gears and doing different things. Alex said, I think we should do just bathrooms. So that's what we decided to do. And three months later, so we came, well, let me not jump ahead too much. We left that event. We're going to do full service bathrooms. That was the game plan. We were trying to put a package together. We can do a one call close in the house to sell a full bathroom and offer a toilet, a vanity, the tile, the shower door, whatever these people wanted, we wanted to put a package together. So we were really struggling to do that. And I remember at Accelerate Live, you came up to me and said to me, you should go talk to that guy. I said, who's that guy? That's John Anglis. He's a bath wrap dealer. He does like one of these one, two day bath installs. Well, I thought that that would be a little bit too risky in Long Island. I thought that people really wanted tile and we were concerned to do that. Well, in the midst of trying to put this all full service bathroom package together, we realized this is going to be a nightmare. People are going to, we're going to be sitting at the kitchen table with people for 12 to 15 hours so they can choose things out. We decided that we were going to pursue John Anglis, who we're already speaking to because of the Accelerate Live event. We knew that we needed a selling system. We didn't have a selling system. We had a system that I basically put together in my mind and documented it on paper, but it was really suitable for my personality and really only my personality. As I've heard of many of the podcasts, all business owners that are successful know how to sell. They have a different type of passion and a different type of focus than a salesperson selling for the company. So I was always very successful with it. I trained Alex. He was successful with it, but we had no replicatable service or system that we can teach new reps. So we got in contact with John Anglis. Okay. So hold um, and, on, John, hold on a second. So, so let's, I just want to be really clear with all of the, the listeners. So you had up until you, until February, basically February of 2018, you, you kind of had a full service remodeling company. You would sell, basically you'd sell anything somebody wanted, right? Anything. Anything, Anything they wanted. wanted, didn't matter what. Okay. okay, so let's talk about that for a second because I actually had this conversation yesterday with two contractors. and We were doing, I'm just coming off of our customer experience workshop um, that was here in Miami on Wednesday and yesterday, Thursday. We're recording this on a Friday. And both of these companies, I had private meetings with afterwards, both clients, and both of them are into like six and seven different products. And my thing to them was, hey, wait a minute, that is really hard to go out and scale. Because like you just said, it's like, if you are, if you have the whole gamut of stuff, okay, so it's, uh, today I'm going to sell roofing, tomorrow I'm going to sell site, today, tomorrow I'm going to sell a, ba a full bathroom remodel, the next day I'm going to sell kitchens. It's a really tough business to scale. And so I recommend it to them that they get, do a full analysis of what sells best and build, start to wrap their business around that to really focus in on just one or two products to start with. And then later on, you know, you can add more, 
but just get really focused in on on one or two. And so I I, I think that that part of your story is is is, is great. And what's really great too is that you made you basically made that decision in forty eight hours. You didn't wait uh, a year. It was more two. like forty eight. It was more like 48 minutes, honestly. 48 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty quick. Okay, cool. Um, so, so, and then also you understood the fact, and again, to be successful in, you know, and I, I think we've got uh, listening to us, we've probably got people in all different types of construction work in all different trades. And a lot of the people that I have on the podcast are, you know, they're specialty replacement contract. So most of them are doing roofing, window siding, one day bath, uh, plumbing or HVAC. And, and so when we talk about these things, I, I, for the people that are maybe not specialty replacement contractors, I want you to really think about how John's story can adapt to you and how you might be able to you know, make some changes in your business to help make it more profitable, more successful, more scalable. So you you then made the decision. Let's so let's understand where we are. So in your story, we're at the we're at okay. We're not going to do. We're not going to sell twenty seven different things anymore. We're going to focus on selling one thing. The next thing you you understood, which was the right thing, was you needed a selling system because you yes you are a natural salesperson. You I can give you anything. And you're going to go figure out in pretty short order how to go sell it. But that, as you know, is also not scalable. So you spoke with Anglis and, and, then, and then kind of what did you do there? So the first two or three months out of the gate, what happened? What, what, what did you guys focus on? Yeah, so... Um, well, the, 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 fir- the first thing was as, as a general contractor and as a general contractor that didn't start off in the field, I, I didn't wear a tool belt and, you know, and play with tools all day long. That was the biggest problem because one of the biggest issues that you have there when you offer 27 services, like you said, is that you don't have a scalable uh, service, but you also don't have a consistent profit model. So. Yeah. I mean, it literally is to the point when I say disorganized, I have uh, my brother and one other salesperson that work for us call me from the house and say, look, I'm looking at this, that, and the other thing. They'll send me a couple of pictures and I try to come up with pricing on the fly. That's a very, very poor business model because we would look at profit reports at the end of jobs and go, geez, I thought we were going to make 8,000 on this. We made $1,200. How'd that happen? And this happened a lot. It happened a lot. And that was very painful to deal with. So my previous businesses outside it always had a profit model, but it was one dimensional. When I did TV commercials, it was one dimensional. We knew what the airspace cost us. We know what it would cost us to produce the commercial. And we knew what we were con- compensating the salesperson on writing that business. You know, with a GC, you just flying by the seat of your pants. It's a very, very bad business model. So I, at the first Accelerate Live, remember you talking about profit first, and I immediately went out and bought that book. And I started reading that book um, immediately on the plane ride back for the first Accelerate Live, not this past year, the year before. And that opened my eyes to things, just a unique way of looking at business. So in the three months thereafter, we started talking to John Anglis about his selling system. And uh, Alex was gung-ho. We need to have a system so we could teach everybody the same step. There should be no confusion. Nobody's winging it. And the results should be somewhat consistent and predictable. There was... um, like I said, we struggled to do a full bathroom model in a one call close. Both of us only believe in a one call close system. We don't believe in callbacks. 
you got to strike while the iron's hot when the interest level is at its highest. So that was the model that we wanted to create. And then we uh, spoke to John. We were going back and forth with him about his selling system because he puts an iPad presentation together for you as part of the system that you purchase from him. And we were doing the full bathroom model in the slides on the iPad presentation. And he would always mention, you sure you guys want to still do the whole bathroom? I'm not doing it. I did six million this year, you know. And finally, we broke down after we struggled with it. We said, you know what? Get me in touch with a bath rep uh, representative. Let me talk to them about an opportunity. And that's what happened. Sure, there, sure, uh, shortly thereafter, um, bath rep had a dealer, an exclusive dealer in the Long Island marketplace, but they weren't happy with the, uh, the numbers they were putting up. So I got a, jumped on the call with them, did a couple of conference calls. They realized quickly that I was a sales and marketing guy, not a, a contractor. And they said, we want to give you the account. And that's kind of where it started there you know so uh the beautiful thing let me just add this one last yeah, thing ahead, Brian. yeah the, the beautiful thing about that is uh and this may sound humorous but i mean it um i'm the kind of guy that i've always been willing to look at myself i truly believe i have a very successful marriage because i'm willing to look at myself and self-improve and i'm a big believer in don't reinvent the wheel John grew from an $850,000 company to a $6 million operation in four or five years, whatever the, the time frame was. Why am I going to go try to do something different? If his system is working and I'm only maybe uh, across the sound from him here in Long Island, I'd only be foolish not to use his system. So that's what we've done. Yeah. Um, proud to say that in the last six months of 2018, we did, with bath wraps only, we did $1.5 million, um, basically my brother, myself, and one of the salesperson. So- you know, we're pretty excited for the future, we, but it's, we work every single day to improve. I mean, every day is a day for us to improve what we did the day before. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack, you owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. So what's really cool, so, so basically for everybody that's listening, John, just not to confuse John Huxtable with John Anglis. Um, John just gave us a pretty killer formula for being successful in the home improvement business. So I, I just want to point out a few things that, that John said. We talk about one of the things that's key, that's critical, is understanding the business that we're really in. So if you think that, if you approach this business as a, I'm a contractor, I'm a tradesperson, you are not really going to be able to build a quote unquote business around that. And when I say a business, I mean a, a real business operates without you, the owner. You can, you need to be able to leave your business 
So it operates without you. Most businesses that are like trade businesses, most of them require the owner to be there every single day because it's not scalable. Like what John came across for years is that, man, we've got this unique situation. We've got that unique situation. Oh, here's another new unique situation that we haven't come across. When you focus in on a uh, uh, one product group and you understand that you're in the sales and marketing business, you're in the business of making leads, converting those leads into sales, getting a customer, keeping that customer, multiplying that customer. It's a whole nother thing. And you don't have to be a contractor. Look, I was never a contractor. And yet I built one of the largest kind of home improvement type of businesses of my type because I never focused on, I I wasn't the contractor. I wasn't, I didn't go out and do the work. I had to focus on how do I market this and how do I sell this? So that's, that's one big thing. And then the other thing was profit model. You know, so he used the term profit model. This is something at Accelerate we talk about a lot and a lot of my live presentations is that you have to have, your business needs to have a profit model that's going to deliver minimum 10%, ideally a 15 to 20% net income to your business. When you focus, so, so let's talk about, the, the, you know, in your case, the one day bath business. It doesn't matter. It could be one day bath. It could be windows. It could be roofing. It could be whatever it is that you sell, air conditioning systems, whatever it is. Your, um, your cost. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, when you walk into a bathroom, you're pretty much looking at the same thing day after day, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So what, so the unique variables, like for example, you mentioned toilets. So when you're doing one day bath, you don't touch the toilet. You let somebody else deal with the toilet. Why? Because there's all kinds of things that a, there's all kinds of choices when it comes to toilets. B, now you need a, a whole nother person to come in and take one off. And the, it, it's a whole convoluted mess. But when you're, when you're dealing with just this one area of the bath, for example, or just one area of a home, now you know within a few dollars what the material cost is going to be. Is that an accurate statement? One hundred percent. That that was the uh, uh, one of the biggest game changers for us was that we were, we were no longer struggling with how to price things. I mean, not coming from the construction background, coming from a sales and marketing background. I mean, it would literally with my previous business take me sometimes half a day just to figure out pricing on a job. Yeah. Um, you do a big basement bath, a big basement remodel. It could literally take hours and hours and hours to figure out every little aspect. Of, you know, there were certain things that we would look at that we wouldn't try to uh, do a one call close on. And basements was one of them. It was just too many variables and too much, too many different things that people can choose from. And it would sometimes take four to five hours. I returned to the home and give a quote, and I'm out of there in 10 minutes with no sale. I said, geez, I spent a lot of precious time to get really nothing in return. So the, the only way to, from what I've seen, the only way to really make a business scalable is to make things predictable. The only way to make things predictable is to have a process and a system. And we bought in. I mean, I'm super grateful to my brother because when we got back from Accelerate Live, he immediately sat down and started writing manuals for every aspect of the business. And we, I'm embarrassed to say, and it was kind of comical at the time, I think we, we, we 
came back from Accelerate Live on a Thursday last year. And the following day, it was a Friday, we walked in, we shut the door to the, to the office, we looked at our six employees, and we said, we need everybody in this room to tell us what they do here. <laughs> and they looked at us like we had 40 heads, you know, like, yeah. what do you mean? We don't really know what everybody does. We all been kind of just winging it. You know, you might do what she does on Monday and she might do what you do on Tuesday. I said, you know, you know, and Alex and I are very, very open. We're willing, like I said, to look at ourselves. So we realized where all the pitfalls in our business were. And we really just rolled our sleeves up and went to work on what we could do to make it better. And people came in, our, our staff came back in on Monday, Tuesday. They kind of told us what they would, that we what they thought their position entailed. And then we just started stripping things down and just started creating manuals for every aspect of the business. And, you know, what, what that has done is, you know, a lot of people can suffer from anxiety running your own business. You know, we don't, we don't have a guaranteed paycheck, you know, school teacher, police officer, they, they know what they're going to make every week or two, you know, we got to kind of create. So, when you, anything that you could do as a business owner to systemize things and build a process around it, I think really brings, brings it down a notch for you. So you could just relax more and just continue to work on the plan that you put together. Well, and without process, without those systems in place, you can never leave as the owner. You can Correct. never leave. You always have to be Correct. there because you're constantly having to put out fires. hundred percent. Right. Um, and, and like you said, is it, and look, you're not the only one. You, you walk into most businesses and the owners don't know what their, most of their people do, right? I mean, that's not exactly right. And exactly. You're a hundred percent right. Most yeah. businesses are like that. Yeah. You've, how many businesses have you been in where, you know, back in it, back in the day when you used to sell to small businesses, that was, that's not a unique thing to you, right? It's, it's right. like, and a lot of the people listening to you have people in your organization, in your company that you don't know what they do on a, on a daily basis. And so when you have process and when you have system, now you can hold people accountable. Now you can say, okay, here is your job and here's what you're responsible for. And at the end of the day, you know, this is what needs to be accomplished. And when you've got that in place, now you have the opportunity to really in, enjoy having a business rather than being a slave to it. Now it's something that works for you and works for your family. You know what, when you, when you put a process and a system in place, I'll give you a real 30 second story. Yeah. Um, we've made moves within the company. Some employees, you know, we started implementing the disk profile test to see what personality traits make one person more suitable for one position. And just recently we have one employee who was just a super hard worker, he's a young guy, he's 25 years old, and he just works his butt off, got a great attitude no matter what we ask him to do. And we made a move with him recently. I sat him down and said, look, I really think that this is going to be a good move for you. And he looked at me and he said, well, can I have the manual? That's the first thing he said to me. Can I have yeah. the manual? So the employees want the system in the process also because they don't, they don't want to be in the dark. They want to know what we expect of them and what of their course. responsibilities are. Yeah. So, that, you know, I looked over at Alex when he said that we both smiled over that because we never had a, ma we never had manuals before. Now we have six, seven, eight different manuals for Beautiful. every element of the business. And it really, really, really does help. And not just you as the owner, but the staff, the, the company morale has grown tremendously over the last year, just organize, organizing everything and each and every individual having a, a purpose when they come in each and every day, a sole focus and vision just makes life a lot easier, but not the only, but even the staff. Yeah. 
you know, John, that that just brought some. There, there's something else I want to bring up, but I want to I want to close the loop on something we were we were talking about, and that was um, profit model. And so I asked you about material. You know, within you know, basically a few dollars, what your material cost is going to be on a job on on every job. Yes, it takes what ten or fifteen minutes for your salesperson to come up with the price. <laughs> right in the house. I may be exaggerating than, a little, but it's right. no less than at this point, less than two minutes. Oh, less than um, two minutes. Even better. Okay. Less than two minutes. They have All a right. price sheet for every aspect that they want to add to the job and they can calculate that in literally less than two minutes. Perfect. So now you understand what the material cost is. Now you also understand what your labor cost is, right? Correct. Yes. You know, it's going to cost me for, for using the, you know, their business as an example, the bathroom, the wet area, if we're going to convert it to a shower, it's going to, the labor on this is going to cost me X. If we're keeping it as a tub or we're replacing the tub and, and lining the walls and doing the plumbing and a door, it's going to cost me this. And when you put those two numbers Together, you get your labor and material cost, which is what your essentially what your gross profit margin is calculated on. Some people put their sales commissions in there. I would imagine you guys pay a 10% sales commission, right? Correct. Yes. If you put the sales commission in there, you're at about a 50% margin. If you leave it out, you're at about a 60% gross profit margin. Then you can boom, this is how much I can spend on marketing. Marketing is about 10%, 10 to 15%. On sales, I can spend 10%. If I have a sales manager, it's another three points. My general and administrative, my overhead basically is, you know, 17 to 20%. And then boom, I know that these are my numbers. And then if I keep my business within those numbers, I'm going to make, you know, Ideally, minimum 10%, ideally 15 to 20%. And that's our is- model. Our model is 20. We shoot for it. We shoot for 20. Beautiful. And that uh, just Perfect. for all the listeners to understand, that's after our owner compensation. So we have ourselves on a, on a weekly salary. And uh, at the end of each and every, we do bills just like in Profit First, the 10th and the 25th of each month, we do bills. And then based off of what came in, in deposits or into the income account, we then divvy that up um, for owner's comp, profit, tax, and so on and so forth. Um, so we work, yeah, we work under a 20% business model. Again, that's after owner's compensation. Yeah, after owners, which is for everybody listening, that is the key after owners compensation. So if you do a job in the business, you need to be paid for that job. And that is not counted against your your profit. So good for you, man. 20%. That's where you should be. That's where I wish everybody I want I, I want I want to see everybody on that that 20% profit model. Now, here's the here's another thing I want to talk about with you is you did this fast, like within a, within, I, I mean, literally within six months, you had an entirely new business. Four months, four months. Yes. Yeah. So we came and to accelerate live in February of 2018 and we made our first one day bath sale, um, May 17th. Wow. So, um, you got March, April, it was three months and we were in a new business. 
it, it, it is pretty remarkable when you think about it that way. You know, I don't really think about it all that much. It's kind of what I'm used to in my, my business career. I've, I've always switched gears. If I see a better opportunity, I'm willing to dive in and take the risk. You know, if, if you can get anything out of this podcast, the listeners is sometimes you do have to have some blind faith. If we get stuck in a position of fear, like I'm scared to make this move and you're, you're hesitant, there's always going to be those lingering doubts. But if you have a good mentor and you have a model that works, I mean, my, our mentor, Anglis, um, he's an open book. And he would literally open up his CRM for us, take snapshots of it and send it to us. This is what I did last year. And this is my conversion percentage. You know, you have to have a little bit of blind faith. I'm not saying foolish, to, you know, make foolish decisions, but take calculated risk. And if your business isn't what you envisioned it being, only you can control making it, only you can change it. Nobody else is going to change it for you. So you have to basically take action. Beautiful. I don't know if there's anything else for me to say about that, except for, <laughs> for everybody listening. <laughs> you've heard me say it here before, and you just heard, and you've heard many of my guests say it, and John just said it again. Find a mentor. Go find somebody Absolutely. that's already doing it. And make sure, by the way, make sure that they really are doing it. So my guess is, and I wanted to ask you about this, John, that guy that way back when that was telling you, oh, I'm going to do 10 million this year and I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. Was that legit? Um, I'm embarrassed to say, Brian, I don't know. I really don't know. I know that we're doing a lot of business. What he was actually doing in terms of overall volume, I don't know. I mean, what I actually did was after I was trying to sell him that TV ad and he was yapping about how great his business was, I actually went to work for him for two weeks, mm -hmm. um, telling him that I was willing to leave my business behind and change careers and come work there. And I did that really just to go in and see what they were doing, how they were doing it. The truth is that that place wasn't a very ethical environment. So yeah. I felt dirty. I felt dirty walking in that, in that building for those two weeks, but it gave me an idea of, of uh, what they were doing and the model that they were, uh, that they, you know, that they were working off of. So I don't know, that was a little bit foolish. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to deny so, that. Well, but um, look, well, but look, we've all been there. You know, you, you did something, you, you actually did something really smart there and, and most people would not have been able to do that, but you actually went inside for a couple of weeks. My, my point in, in bringing that up is that you can't, it, most people that are really doing that well won't sit there and brag about it. And so when you go looking for a mentor, most of the time, from my experience, the ones that are like that, the ones that are blowhards, the ones that are telling you how amazing they are, aren't. And I there's agree. something usually fishy. The ones that are doing really, really well, the way you find them is through relationships. So you can go ask your suppliers. You can go to events like, like John and Alex did. They came to an event and they met people. And they were able to see that, hey, wait a minute, these people are the real deal. Until you get, I was telling somebody the other day about this, about this podcast, and I said to them, I said, you know, I get people wanting to come on all the time to the podcast. Um, I, I, and, and I know why they want to come on. They want to pitch to, to the audience. And I won't do it. I, I don't want those people to come on. And then I get the other side of it where it's like, hey, man, it would be so great if you interviewed this person or if you interviewed that person or, you know, and I say to them, I said, look, the only people I'm going to bring on this, this show is people that I know are actually doing it. 
Because when you go to events, there's a lot of people in that room that you ask them. I, I, there's this one guy in particular. I, I like the guy and I, I think he's great. And what he's done is pretty amazing with his business. But I know he doesn't make any money. It looks like he makes money, but he really doesn't. And so it's like, yeah, he might be doing all of this stuff, but if he's not making any money, I'm not going to bring him on. I'm not going to have him talk to people because it's not real to me. You know, if you can, if you're just moving money through your business, how is that, how is that a a good thing? So you got to be really careful about who you are, who you are getting your advice from and who you mentor with. And the, and there are so many good people like John Anglis out there. So many good people. I mean, I can rattle off, you know, 10 of them that are just really great people. And you, my friend, you are are going to be an amazing mentor to I don't know how many people hopefully in in this you're 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 hopefully inspiring some people who are who've been stuck for a long time this is this is one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on was because man you made this shift happen so fast and what that just proves what that just proves is that all it takes is a decision it takes a decision that's it you guys made a decision in that room that wait a minute what we're doing is not working and you and you were able to look at yourselves and say you know what that's okay what we're doing is not working we need we need to do something different and man i i applaud you for for what you've done and the work that you've put in what were you telling me before about last month in your business uh, last month was uh was our best best pure bath wraps month um selling the one day bath um Last June was actually our best month. You know, we had to kind of phase out the the general contracting business. You know, we were still getting, you know, leads coming in for kitchens and and basements and things like that. So we did take on a couple of more kitchens last June and we finished those up. But last month was our best pure, no other services, but one day bath was our best month. Awesome. So we're, uh, yeah, we're getting pretty excited about it. I mean, listen, there's still tons and tons and tons of work to do. We're still taking the majority of our profit and putting it back into the business to help build, you know, beautiful websites and new office space. You know, we probably spend it in 10,000 here over the next month or so just to completely redo our office because both Alex and I really believe that nicer and the most warm and, and, and a more warm environment will certainly make your employees feel better about themselves and feel better about coming to work each, work each day, which is going to uh, translate to a better work um, attitude. That's so, awesome. Good for you. Yeah, we're doing. But I will say, for any of the listeners out there, and I said this a few minutes ago, and I, 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 I say it all the time. I say this to my children for sport, take action. If you want to get better at something, it's not going to happen by itself. You have to take action. You know, I say this to my 11 year old who loves basketball. I'll go into the gym with him and you know, you want to get a better shot. You got to take a million shots and I'll have him shoot for an hour as I act as his rebounder. You know, the same thing here with role playing. You want to be great at selling. You got to role playing. You got to recite that pitch over and over and over again. And once again, if you don't take action, the results are going to be very obvious. If you take action, you might be pleasantly surprised with, uh, the result at the end of that action. Awesome. Well said, my friend. Well said. Well, John, but I owe you a lot, Brian. I owe you a lot because oh, no, you do. Yeah, the you accelerate work. live. Look, my old partner who I love him dearly. We had a great relationship for 12 years, but what really works for Alex and I is that we're very open-minded 
And, you know, a lot of people who've been in business a long time, they get jaded. And because they're jaded, they don't see opportunity when it's literally right in front of their nose. We took a risk, you know. Um, I don't remember how I learned about G4 or how I learned about that first Accelerate Live. It might have been a random email that you just sent out to contractors and I read it and I said, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know, a lot of those, well, a lot of those seminars, they're set up for people to sell you shit. You know, right. come in, the, you know, your, your event, it's authentic. They're real people that genuinely want to help each other. Yes, you can, you can network and, you know, help each other out and make money off of each other. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. But it wasn't the sole purpose of your seminars are not to just get your, your vendors to make money. You genuinely yeah. want to help people. So that's, uh, I noticed that pretty, pretty quickly, you know, um, well, but it starts with, an op- starts with an open mind. That's the most important thing. So well, thank you, man. You listen to, yeah, of course, you know, no, we owe you a lot. We wouldn't uh, have been able to make these changes without going to that first event. And, you know, again, we're not cranking. We're not this super successful business just yet, but we know that we're on the right path. We stay on this path to continue to roll our sleeves up each and every morning and put this effort in. There's no doubt about it. We're going to be uh, one of the largest bath wrap dealers in due time. Yeah. Well, and just just to make you feel a little bit better about that comment that you just made about you not being, you know, however you said it, big and whatever, the numbers you shared with me before we started the recording, if, if I, uh, it's better than most. Let's just put it that way, especially at your profit margins. So yes. um, keep it up. Keep it up, my Thank friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I think this has been another great episode. Um, John, thank you so much. Please thank Alex for me uh, as well. Thank and, you. I want to yeah. thank you, Brian. I really do. Thank you for having me. Um, Absolutely. If, for everybody listening, find find a mentor. They want to help. They, this, this business does not need to be hard. Um, you don't have to do it alone. I say this, I think, on almost every episode. You do not have to do this alone. Go find a mentor. There are a lot of really good people out there that want to help and want to see you succeed. So with that, this is another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And until next time. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started The Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.